Hello and welcome to the Riff Raff and Rory podcast. On this podcast, I aim to inspire change by speaking to people that I relate to and we'll be discussing a range of subjects and topics including trauma, adversity, healing and mental health and well-being. I cherish my inner being and I'm on a journey to stay grounded, living in the present, reflecting on the past and looking forward to the future. Emma Farrell is a health and wellness coach and the founder of Habit Change Coaching. Through her coaching and own lived experiences, she empowers her clients to take their health, both mental and physical, into their own hands. Emma's ethos is that small hinges swing big doors, and by making the smallest adjustments in daily habits, we can change the course of our overall health and well-being phenomenally. Emma believes in 80-20 and encourages clients not to be too hard on themselves and live a little. So long as we look after ourselves 80% of the time, it's okay to go wild with the other 20%. The whole point of life is to chill out and have fun. Her group programs include Mind Over Matter, Mindset and Motivation Overhaul, and the 21-Day Total Body Reset, Food Elimination Diet Program. She also offers one-to-one coaching around food and habits and mindset, a specialized blood pressure reduction diet program, and a type 2 diabetes management program. Emma is a big believer in nature as therapy and as a recently qualified personal trainer, she now incorporates bespoke fitness workouts into her diet and mindset programs. Help people improve improve relationships with ourselves. Befriend ourselves. Mind goes body follows boot camp mom tenna school itis family trauma grief cancer mental health dark depression hollowness victim to victor Baseline, facing doubt, belief, change, affirmations, mantras, motivation, 80% negative self-talk, 95% thoughts repetitive loop, interlinked. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Kindness. Compassion. Coach. Changing lanes. Attention span. Patience. Goals. Discipline. Friends with yourself. Simplicity. Childhood trauma. Befriend the mirror. Lens of positivity versus negativity. Go with it. Embrace the cold.
This morning, I'm delighted to be joined by a woman from Dublin who has uh, established many areas in her life that I can connect to and relate to. Uh, I'm very fortunate that she's been great support, not alone to me personally this year, but also to a friend of mine. So, um, Emma, welcome to the show. Hey, Rory, thanks for having me. Um, so we were just saying in the warm up to the uh, conversation how um, the journey that has come to light most prominently is that you are naturally in the space that we will come to in your own profession. But uh, I think you rippled in that you're fancying the task of starting your own podcast. So now you're a guest on another one. So what way does that leave you in your own shoes? Ah, I'm delighted to be here and to, to give it a bash. Yeah, definitely want to want to start up my own. I have so many topics. And as I said to you, I get so many questions from people. And instead of trying to be an expert on everything or learn it all myself, I'll just interview them like you do yourself. So it's nice to have conversations and kind of uncover things that you might not know in yourself, you know? Very true. And as you said, you've listed a list or a sample when we were uh, discussing this before the uh, say recording was started that uh, you have a whole list of areas that I think nearly expands out from the branch of the nucleus that probably you base your own work off. So maybe if we were to go back on your own, say, foundation, like, do you want to give those of whom may be listening an idea or a flavour of, of what Emma is all about? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a health and wellness coach and founder of Habit Change Coaching. And Really what I do is, Rory, I kind of help people to improve the relationship with themselves. And because so many of us are kind of at war with ourselves all the time, giving ourselves shit over, over everything from our weight to our productivity to just everything in general. So really improving your relationship with yourself can have a knock on effect in absolutely every area of life. So I would get a lot of people come to me looking to lose weight. Um, and, you know, it's just such a big thing. Like... I challenge to find one person who hasn't been concerned about their weight, either putting it on or losing it at one stage in their life. But the thing is, it's all like, it's a cycle. It's a cycle of punishment and, you know, restriction and giving yourself hell. And, you know, oh, and then, then you slip up from your diet and it's like, well, it's typical that you would do something like that. And really what you're doing there is you're berating yourself. Whereas I kind of take a different approach to things and we befriend ourselves, switch lanes, get into a better mindset. And then when you actually like yourself, you want to treat yourself well um, and you do things for different reasons. And therefore, you know, where your mind goes, your body follows. So you want to eat good food. You don't want to laden yourself with calories or shitty toxic food. And uh, naturally everything else kind of kind of follows in then. I also run um, a boot camp, uh, Mind Over Matter. It's a mindset and motivational boot camp. And I have to say, it has gone from strength to strength since I launched it in May. Um, so it's a four week boot camp and that helps you go from everywhere from self-acceptance through goal setting and then food and how it affects our mindset and mood and then you know being your own coach at the end so that's kind of where I'm at and uh, obviously want to start my little podcast then in the very near future. Wow and not to leave out the story of your little companion there who's uh, keeping you company in the house this morning. Um, in oh my uh, my mini me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my, my little five-year-old. Um, 
my reason and she is my why uh, because you know what you'll never change anything if you don't really if you don't understand why exactly you're doing it so yeah my little daughter Bea is five um cried her way home from school today <laughs> so, so she's, yeah. she's inside it's ironic we've had I think a couple of attempts to connect and actually get this episode recorded um just in the essence of uh you were to say struggling with the virus yourself recently and naturally then your daughter kicked in then only this morning that you're with another yeah it's a yeah look it seems i had um had the coronavirus actually there about two weeks ago thankfully wasn't too ill with it um but that kind of obviously stood in the way of us doing this and then this morning five minutes before we're about to take off i get a little call and i have my my mom tennis are up thinking it's a wee bit of schoolitis so um <laughs> we'll treat I, love, that a I love your little snippets of uh inserts there they're very uh relatable it's so good um in uh, so many ways i think uh when uh, she comes to mind uh i think the essence of a lot of what i connect to in life is uh, keeping it simple and uh really like anything as you said just before we started, uh, sometimes learning the harder ways in the essence of anything, as you said, with schoolitis can be a good example. Um, so maybe I'm trying to see how do we roll back the clock and introduce your own narrative of where you arrived to where you are at the moment with that, in the sense of there was an international segment, you were away from Ireland at a stage, you were involved in your own careers previously, you know, if we were to span across those two um, and say, like, where, where would you like to start? I'll leave it with you in a sense of where, where do you think that all okay. really brought itself to the essence of like, where, where did your interest in wellness start to like bring that journey to life? And then all of a sudden you went off on very interesting pathways and interesting careers and then traveling and circling back to where you are now, a mom of a very proud daughter. Yeah, well, well, I'd imagine not so proud of you right now, but <laughs> never let her know this. But I am actually a little bit proud that she had the Lee Rody to do it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the cunningness that's something I can mold. Okay, you have to make it into a positive, not, not a negative. But I'll never, I'll never let her. But yeah, absolutely, Rory. Just kind of, I think it's really important to get a background, especially when you're coaching people, um, as to how you got to where you did. Uh, because a lot of people think oh, health and wellness coach big Gwyneth Paltrow headner I'm absolutely not like you know I'm not squeaky clean at all um I do have a pass I do bumps and scratches and I got here because of them and do you know what I think that my whole how I've arrived to where I at it's such a I often look back and I've always had an interest in health and wellness right I remember being a kid at home and um you know a cold or a flu would break out in the house and I had this obsession and I mean I was eight or nine I'd be like no I, I was always prevention instead of cure like the family would be laid up and I'd have a hat on and I'd be like eating oranges because I knew vitamin C you know seriously and my, my parents were like, what are you at and I'd be getting into bed but like you know fleecy pajamas on trying to sweat it out of me I was always it was just always an interest of mine but uh when I left school I went to do uh business studies not wasn't for me and um then I went into journalism I loved journalism and, and everything about it. and I loved like research and things and you know all the rest but uh like many people uh of my age uh the recession hit so I didn't stick around and I 
shagged off, for want of a better word, to Australia. I went off traveling and all the rest. But whilst I was away, um, I got some news. My father was terminally ill with cancer. And um, I came back, returned and all the rest. And um, I didn't really take it very well. Took it very badly, actually, really, you know, as these things can, it really um, damaged my you know my mental health and your whole world is shook when you lose a parent and uh, he was a he was a very prominent figure in my life he was like a a mentor as well okay so that kind of led me onto a a path um and I was just a little bit all over the place I was a spontaneous kind of gal anyway so I wasn't really one for a life plan um I was like yeah you know carpe diem in my 20s whatever so as you can imagine living away um, and then coming home and not really having an anchor. So I came home. I didn't have like, I, you know, I didn't have a proper place to live. I didn't have a proper job. My career path was up and down and all around because I was traveling. And then the the arse had got pulled out of my world, kind of. Um, so, yeah, I was a little bit all over the place. Then I had my daughter and um, she became a bit of an anchor and a rock for me, but not enough. Because off I went again. (laughs) (laughs) Off to greener pastures, or so I thought. Uh, The grass is not always greener, guys. I went to New Zealand with her uh, when she was very young um, to start again and to try and get my shit together and all the rest. And obviously that didn't work, these ill-gotten plans. But it was, at the time, it felt like the worst thing I'd ever done. But I realise now it was the best because what happened over there was I fell into quite a dark depression um, and I know that you speak a lot about that on your podcast and anybody who, who's listening and can understand the hollowness it's not a feeling it's a lack of feeling and it's an inability to have any feeling I kind of felt like um, a vessel and if you like knocked on it it was just empty and I had a child and there was all this associated guilt shame why don't I why don't I feel enough to why can't I empower myself to do something for her you know and I just if anyone who knows who's been there it's complete flatline but from the bottom there's only one way and it is up I it forced me to have a mirror moment is what I call it where I had to take a long hard look in the mirror and say hang on a sec (laughs) what are you doing you know what the actual are you doing you know how how has this happened how are you 31 or 32 I was just going 32 you're clever girl you've studied so much no career no goal you've a child you're blowing around the world like a wayward fool and I was like Emma you got here like things happened in life right my dad died my world fell apart whatever but you are where you are because of you and the choices you made around that and that's it. And the only person who's going to get you out of this is you. And that, for anybody who's who's faced that, that is equally as scary as it is empowering. Um, because it's just a realization. And I think that, Rory, is the first step from going from victim to victor, you know, and that's where you want to be. And I was in a complete victim mentality. And when I say that, I don't like it's like a victim mentality that's absolutely okay when you are victimized for a period you know it wasn't okay it was going on it was becoming who I identified as and I was to me life was happening to me 
oh, everything was happening to me. That's the lens I had on, you know, and I switched. I had to because I saw this little child, beautiful little child. I was her world. I was her only, you know, active, involved parent. I couldn't have show this to her, you know, that's not how, how it should be. So I picked myself up, pulled myself together, start listening to I, I visited a doctor and I went on to antidepressants because I think that when you are in that um when you get to that darkness it's not it's not about make a decision to get out of it no there is a point where you need professional help and where tablets are needed you know and someone described it to me before they were like there's a baseline and when you're at the baseline yes you can instill habits and routines and stuff to climb yourself up the steps back to complete wellness and positivity and confidence but when you're below the baseline you need help you need help right and that's where I was so I got myself back to the baseline and once I was in the baseline I start very gently going walking and actually put sticking a bit of routine to my day and um listening to motivational stuff there's a ah, there's so much of it on YouTube and it really does work so I start doing all that and I had to make my way home um which I did and I start studying uh health and wellness coaching and I swear probably the most difficult thing about the whole lot was the doubt that I faced because everyone was like what is this one at now you know <laughs> um because I'd done so many crazy things um and it was just seemed to be one thing after another and um but do you know what the difference was I knew you know I had decided and I knew that this was when it changed and I could see the doubt and I could see the, you know, but I had earned that Rory and I had to own that as well. I had earned that level of doubt from other people. And I knew that. And I was like, that's okay. Water off a duck's back. You just keep trucking on, you know what you want now and you got to keep going and it takes time. And it did. So that's kind of how I got to where I got. And I like to help other people if I could do it anybody could do it like I drank too much wine I you know you know party and became an escape for me all the rest so you know nothing surprises me let's put it that way and there is another way that's all there's another way but like it's such a beautiful say journey in let's say grief and naturally you know compassion and empathy come to mind on a very difficult chapter which was probably as I said the turning point and um the changing of the guard in a way, I'd say, as you said, and naturally then the, the introduction of life, you know, reinvigorating the new chapter that you have held to your own and very proudly and very, very admirably. Um, and then along that journey, as you said, the, we'll say, relatable experience then that I would identify with coming on that would be just, as you said, nearly scraping the planet for any, say sign of life you're traveling all over the world just aimlessly in whatever direction as you said navigating you don't know what way the rudder is looking and you're going the opposite direction and all of a sudden you could be sober or you know under the influence in any context and it doesn't really matter because you're smiling you're laughing but at the same time you don't really know how you're feeling you know that yeah. is just an external side of would you say what it really looks like in say when we meet someone from the front you know we see a face you know everyone has that phrase or you know analogy that you see someone putting on whatever it might be and then what is actually going on behind 
say it'll be the mask or whatever it might be. And I love the way you say came across the whole journey and managed to nearly, I'd say, face your own fear and doubt, which was hard. You know, that's probably the hardest part, but I'd say even more so in Irish society is the level of other people's judgment. Because I even heard on the radio this morning that, you know, Irish people like to be seen that we're doing well if we have good potential. If Irish people are doing too well, all of a sudden it's a case of, oh my God, you know, it becomes jealousy or other feelings start to look very, very striking. We're a strange bunch is all I said, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, yeah, well, look, I think it's half of the battle in the sense of how well we do in other areas, you know, the comedy and all the rest of it that comes with that Irish side of life. But the one thing that would I, sorry, the one thing that I would spin from that is like, do, do you think the little girl that started out, as you said, with curiosity from vitamin C, like I could even think when you were saying that of your own daughter in years to come doing the same, arguably, mm-hmm. like, do, do you think that little girl still holds true to, like, we'll say, when you get scared? Like, what, what, what way does your little, we'll say, inner child kind of deal with that these days because naturally you've come over such massive hurdles but again obviously you still get scared you know you're human you're not anyone that doesn't face any of these emotions that just disappear once you've achieved what you've achieved so like, uh-huh. how, how do you find your coping skills now as a coach versus when you were say maybe um a girl woman individual i would have related to more say even patient at the time as you said, when you're below that baseline, like how, how would you actually look back and say, look, I've been there? Oh, yeah. Like, look, look back on my, myself. It's like, honestly, Roy, it's, it's night and day. Like, um, I look back at a picture of myself 10 years ago and I look 10 years older than I do now. And it's just such a, it's such a, you know, it epitomizes stress and, and the load that you literally take on. You know, do you ever feel like, stress and you, you physically feel a load on your shoulders like it's it, it's crazy I could talk forever about stress but how I cope now do you know what I'm such a fan of and I always like I always push this with, with clients um, and I'm doing more so now these days because uh, I do it within the boot camp and I've realized just it's just huge affirmations and mantras you know and, and motivational quotes um, and they've helped me a lot but it's just, you, you just, you, you need to talk to yourself well all the time. You need to coach yourself all the time, you know? And I do try to say that to my clients. It's all well and good that we're here together and that you have this time with me. But my, I've done a good job if I've taught you how to do that to yourself, you know? Um, and th- there's some crazy statistics. You may have heard them before, but the average person, okay, I'm going to challenge you. What, how many thoughts? a day do you reckon the average person has I right and think is it about ten thousand or something 12 to sixty thousand, because you know some Jeez. of us i know right some of us are overthinkers right hello hands up such an overthinker um and well was uh, your brain you see your mind is a muscle and you need to exercise it like you do anything else so if you, if you let's just say right for all the overthinkers listen to us you're thinking sixty thousand thoughts a day right let's just put it there Again, a question for you, Rory. How many, what percentage on average would you reckon are negative? Wow, there's a question. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to use that 80-20 rule, let's say, what do you think? Bang on. 80%, the average person, negative 
uh, self-talk, 80%. So six, out of 60,000 thoughts, I'm shocking at arithmetic. So I'm not even going to try it, right? 80% of them on average are negative. And do you know how many of them, I'm not going to ask you this, I'm just going to tell you, uh, how many of them are on a repetitive loop? 95% of your thoughts are repetition a day, okay? So what does that tell you? It tells you it's a tape and it's on a loop. Okay, so imagine you could you could learn to switch that to positive thoughts. Imagine how different you'd be. Like mm. it's 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 insane, and you could look into um, the power of affirmations and, and mantras and kind of things like that. And they're so powerful. And I say it to people, like especially Irish people, it's like affirmations. Just give it over. I'm not doing that bloody. You know, oh, I am this. I am that. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. I'm shit. I'm fat. I'm not able for this. Why am I doing this? They're all affirmations. You're affirming that to yourself every day. Like every day. when you say those ways, like I've done so much work on affirmations, but yet I haven't held true. Now, in fairness, I'd be honest, I haven't done a huge amount of work on it recently. But when I was saying to you before we started the call, I have just for you, sorry, just for those of you who are listening, I have a list of words behind the camera on the wall. So like even when I'm reading, just as you're talking about that, different let's say words that have like you know do this don't do that it's amazing even if you have reminders like triggers you know these simple ways like it could be a photo in your wallet it could be a photo on your phone like ways of using you know technology or any sort of leverage like as you said the most powerful one i think the most challenging one when it comes to affirmations is literally standing in front of yourself in a mirror and trying to just literally focus in and look at yourself and like we were yeah. even saying i had a call last night that i felt like nearly i was doing that for the whole conversation because i was literally looking just at myself for a full hour nearly judging yourself during a call and trying to stay focused on a call yes but yeah. the whole world is like the negativity creeps in you're like oh my god and then it's like trying to stay positive because i was being hard on myself this morning Mm-hmm. that I was thinking oh my god I wasn't as passionate as I should be on the call but then I was like Rory you have to realize that the conversation in question had no visual so it's very hard to connect mm-hmm. when we're not in person but then again as you said the most pressing thing even for me at the moment here is I'm at home on my own my grandmother has gone to the U.S. and like I was even saying to my dad last night that I'm enjoying the space even more so since she's left mm-hmm. being on my own. Absolutely. So like what I would even attain to now is like, maybe I was only thinking of this actually this morning is like, I'm only guessing that this is just a question for yourself in general, just to explore this. Naturally, you're probably working from home a lot more as a lot of us are. I have found from my own experience that actually working from home can provide huge outlets for actually thriving if you're someone that maybe say more so has gone through a struggle or um, say someone that needs to be in an area that's a safe space that could give you foundation. Now that could equally be argued for someone that's not in a good space and might need to go somewhere as in, you know, physically speaking. But I have found that it's great because I can pivot between whatever I need very easily and it provides that support that I don't have too much um wait as you said nearly earlier uh, mm-hmm. in a different way to worry about it's just focusing on literally sitting at the desk click onto the mouse and away you go 
Yeah, I, th- I think with the working from home thing, what I found is I think it's a mad introvert extrovert thing. You know, if you're naturally yeah. introverted and you like time alone is solace that gives you energy or if you're naturally extroverted, like I like going into the office for the crack, like, you know, <laughs> I, but I do. I also get more done because because I'm in work mode or whatever. But yeah, no, I, do, I do see what you mean with um creatively I think it's better to be at home in your own space because you can just get lost in 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 creative but for me personally productivity probably better when I'm not at home (laughs) yeah because I definitely would even agree with that in that sense because even in the last few days I've balanced between like she's only gone 72 hours to actually be productive like going to the library or whatever it is like actually being around people I completely agree with you actually nearly with accountability or being it with you know just support yeah. I think even having support, like one of the biggest words that has come up this week outside of Rory trying to um, say, uh, realize that I don't say, for example, even on calls, if we're using this example for people that are listening, if you're in the car or if you're on a walk or whatever, like the things even to stop and check yourself on. I am prone to this bad body language, posture, mm-hmm. like how, 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 how all of all of what you said earlier connects if we move our bodies and if we're in the office making sure that you move in that context and one thing that I was actually curious on in your research say mind slash you know sales mind earlier is that sense of um how like I even had coaching yesterday and one of the points that came up was Rory don't hang your head and it's yes. amazing you don't even pick up on these things until someone else spots it. That naturally I find, as, I, as you say, that um, having gone through depressive symptoms, having diagnosis myself, I think, as you said, the weight of suffering, like there's a very uh, interesting story of a guy that, I connected with Connor O'Keefe, who talks about his aim was to run. Now, not that he has achieved this yet, but the idea was to run 32 marathons around Ireland with 32 kilos. And each county then remove a kilo as he goes to identify relating to the journey back from struggle. So like in that essence, it's like where um, when you're talking about like hanging your head nearly with the thoughts, I love that weight that you're thinking. Like, how, how do you think people would say transfer I don't think there is a difference to be fair between personal professional family life and all this difference like where where does Emma like step in as a coach and go right you're an individual so what I'm coming to maybe is similar to what you mentioned earlier in say identity and that self-image because people probably play different roles like obviously people have to wear many hats in their life yeah how do you find that people switch between that Do, do you meet different forms of the same person at times Well, absolutely. And you're dead right in saying that people have different hats. But what we have to realize is that we can't. And I think we all do this in modern society. It's like that's work me. That's mom me. That's social me. That's coach me. That's whatever. But they're all connected. Right. And you're not you can't stand alone. Do like, I don't know, a 10 hour shift and then come back and be like, you know, happy mom, and then be whatever coach. It's all interlinked, okay? And people, we, we, we kind of think that, uh, you know, they're standalone things, and they're not. And 
one of my phrases that I, I would use um, in my practice is how you do one thing is how you do everything. OK, so if you are and, and, and I want people and people listening to think about this, you know, and I remember realizing it myself and uh, that the realization came on me before my little transformation. A friend of mine looked into my handbag and she started laughing. Right. I said, like, stay in your handbag. And I was like, excuse me. And it, it, she's like, oh, they say that that whatever way your handbag is, is the state of your life. And it really hit home because it was. <laughs> it was messy. It was disorganized. It was all over the place. It was reactive. OK, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I know you're probably thinking a handbag, but, you know, any ladies out there will know you've got to get a really organized handbag or the thing is practically a bin, you know, and that's how it was. But it really hit home that everything in my life was that way. I was so reactive. Everything was just getting thrown around and I was doing things as they came up. And once you change one thing, okay, so if you get organized with your finances, you will naturally become more organized and routine in your day. Or did you ever realize, um, notice when you start working out in the gym or you, you go training again for football or whatever, you naturally start to eat a little better. You start to go to bed a little earlier. You do all of these things. Everything has a knock on effect. So when people come to me and they're like, oh, and everybody does, no, 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 honestly, like my life's a mess. It's in ruins. And I'm like, okay, and that's how it is for you. I promise you one step at a time, focus on one thing, one thing. And my experience is that if you focus on fitness and health first, because naturally you start to feel better and you get more energy, your serotonin is going up. So then you'll be like, do you know what? I'm actually going to tackle that office today. Or I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to download my statement and actually go through and see where I'm hemorrhaging money. And you, you just, your confidence kind of builds in one area of your life. And that has a domino effect everywhere. And it truly does that unanimously through my clients, they'll say, wow, it, it, it changed so much for me that I wasn't even expecting. So yeah, once you change one thing, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Again, it's really empowering. If I take a handle of one aspect of my life, it's going to have a knock on everywhere else. And when you say the word habit, the one thing that comes back in my mind in the sense of a depth uh, would be like some people might think oh you know it's really like positive with habits or really negative like you know obviously there's a spectrum oh, I might have a really good habit or a really bad habit that's probably the phrase so like wh what probably scales in one balance like you were talking about earlier in the sense of a spectrum I don't know you may know more about this in analogy terms in relation to the context specific to um, habits but uh, my point is like addiction starts to creep in there like I can massively see where you're talking about addiction and then naturally with addiction then you have the trauma underneath it so mm -hmm. naturally like do you see say from a coach's eyes someone talking about a habit and then you're pe you're peeling back the layers to what actually is going on like oh what, absolutely yeah what, what, way, what way do you approach that kind of journey maybe to like what I have learned over this year addiction through trauma for example Mm -hmm. Well, my expertise would stop at a certain point. I'm a coach, you know, I'm not an addiction counselor or anything. And if somebody came to me and they had a problem, I would, you know, suggest or refer them, them elsewhere. But what people do come to me with is they say, I've a really addictive personality. I'm screwed. And I'm like, no, no, it's like, I've got I've got all these really bad habits and, you know, I'm bunched. And I'm like, well, hang on. You have a habit forming personality. OK. You just have managed to build some bad habits. 
it's people with the habit form of personalities. I'm serious. They do so well when they, they switch lanes into a positive way. Um, because you will then, that habit formation for you is going to translate into your positive habits. So just as much as you are doing things that are destructive for you, and you're so right in saying that when we're caught in a negative habit loop and it's destruction, it's 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 down to some kind of trauma or something unresolved. And we're punishing ourselves. Subconsciously, we're punishing ourselves. Okay. Um, but when we start to be a little bit kinder to ourselves, when we start saying, do you know what? You know, that was so shitty that that happened to me. Wow. You know, but I have a decision to make here. Do I want to get over it or do I want to remain under it for the rest of my life? And that's my choice. Right. And once you 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 must acknowledge what's happened, you must feel what's happened and um, you must speak to yourself kindly about what happened and then say, OK, Emma or Rory, whoever you're speaking to in the mirror yourself. Let's go. I have your back now. It's me and you. And I'm not going to let you do things that are going to F you up any longer because that's not where we want to be. So where do we want to be and how can we get out of this? And anytime you see yourself screwing up or whatever, you go again and you talk to yourself in the mirror. And I like it sounds insane, but it is so powerful to befriend that reflection in the mirror. And you were talking earlier about being on the Zoom and seeing yourself. And we are very um we're very afraid of ourselves a little bit. And as I said, we 80 percent of our thought process is negative. Like. I have a five-year-old. Imagine I spoke to her and 80% of what I said was negative. How would we expect that child to turn out? You know, well, if you if, you know, if you went into to a new job and, and, and your boss was 80% of what he said to you was negative, you'd leave feeling like crap. You wouldn't accept it from anybody else, but we accept it from ourselves. So if you're going to berate yourself on a constant, you're not going to make nice choices because you don't like yourself. Why would you do nice things for somebody you don't like? Whereas when you learn to be kinder to yourself, to be mindful of what you're thinking and to stop it in its tracks and literally change the tape. Because as we said, 95% repetitive, that's just a damn tape. Change that tape, you start to like yourself. And if you like yourself, you're gonna do nice things for somebody that you like. So you're gonna instill these, these nice habits and, and these things, it's like, no. And it can start, people always say, I don't know where to start, oh, everything's a mess. Start in the morning, okay? And in the morning, you know, what, what, what's the, what do the majority of us do? Go down dreary eyed and flick the kettle and we're straight onto the caffeine buzz. And look, I speak to you as a coffee lover myself, but we get onto this blood sugar roller coaster. It's a whole other, whole other topic of conversation. <laughs> but we're in this crash, you know, kind of, um, you know, dips and crash kind of cycle. We're up and we're down, la, la, la. Well, hang on. Why don't we do something really kind for our bodies in the morning? Really kind, get up in the morning pour yourself a glass of water before you flick the kettle go outside I mean this takes a couple of seconds go outside with your glass of water sit down take 10 deep breaths and list five things that you are grateful for today that takes less than two minutes Rory but it will change it completely changes because first of all you're not reacting to the day you're not getting up oh coffee what have I got to do today Jesus what fresh hell awaits no, you're getting up and you own it. You're like, I'm going to have this glass of water because it's good for my body. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to take 10 deep breaths of fresh cleansing air. And I'm going to list five things that I'm happy for. Then if I still want my coffee, I'll have it. Go for it. But you've done something productive and nice for yourself in the two minutes while you're waiting for the kettle to boil. Do you understand how easy it is to, to, to put in these nice little habits? And then grab a piece of fruit with your breakfast. Don't go off and like, get, I need a jam bomb. 
grab, grab a piece of fruit, you know, or just, just, just treat yourself nice and well because you like yourself. And there, the kind of destructive habits will very slowly become productive habits, you know? Yeah, and I love because there was an analogy earlier that I think we had come across in our conversations in this year to date where you described yourself nearly as a busy bee in a scattered nest in the sense of just like everything goes around the house and it just follows in the sense of a destruction trail in a positive way. But I love the way you analogy, your analogy pivoted into changing lanes um, in the sense that it's literally like just shifting gears, as you said. It's so easily done in the sense that one of the things that came to mind there, you mentioned earlier about motivational, um, let's say, features maybe in relation to, say, your boot camp. And I'd love to come into that for a second because, um, say, to even take the point on motivation, naturally, I'd say if we had the days of when I was a child or when we were younger, naturally, um, you probably would have had, you know, national, what would it be, channels showing, whatever it would be. These days, everyone is met by online streaming platforms. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, Naturally, the one thing that I don't, even, I don't even use the TV here in the house, the main thing that will go to would be YouTube or whatever it would be. So like when you're talking about that, the algorithm that's based, you know, the science behind it, the data works I completely agree with you there. In the essence of what I would now like to just maybe trickle in actually is that you see people probably literally like flicking the kettle. That's the natural, as you said, addiction in the morning to a habit not mm -hmm. to get into addiction or that's the habit that's just the routine that we're in more so probably to use better language in that sense that if you created literally 15 minutes if you created a half an hour you see the super aims of you know they say like millionaire status of millionaire mindset get up at five o'clock and do all these crazy routines but like even if you're to go extreme for a second you can see why it works because it doesn't cost anything you know they're setting the tone for the day ahead of everything they're letting their mind wake up they're letting their body wake up they're letting their body move like even was it today is thursday i've done four days this week of a new routine because i wanted to shift out of an old routine and the first thing i do to get up and keep going the fact that i'm here in the house on my own was get up and go to mass every morning go for a walk after it and then come back and start the day completely yeah. shift what you're doing because your body is awake for an hour then you're react like, what you're doing there is that's being proactive instead of reactive and if you're proactive right. you're in the driver's seat you're not just careering around going where the hell are we going now you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so interesting because the, the point i wanted to see from that is like do you see when maybe someone shifts from say as you said someone coming in that's like oh my god this is all going uh mad in my life and i have so many things that i need to fix and maybe you try and drill them down to one like when you get them into a boot camp environment, maybe say over four to six weeks or whatever it might be, how do you see like someone progressing? Like how could you give someone listening to this today an essence of what's to come over that period and what to maybe expect in the sense that once the formation of the habit starts to create its own mold, like really what does that vision look like or what does that mindset change become like uh, over those periods? Really, I think um, the biggest when a win for me when somebody is completing the boot camp is when they say my whole outlook has changed on things, right? And people come to things. We, we're in this real, um, you know, instant culture. Like, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Everything's wanted and wanted now. You know, don't, I, I six don't, weeks. Don't, 
the dopamine mm. rush like oh man even as far you know like um six week body transformation six weeks come on guys. really really i'm like 30 odd am i really going to get a new body in six weeks yes i can in a quick fix way but i'm going to be back six weeks later looking for it again you know and everything is just as you said like everything's at our fingertips you know remember years ago and you used to have to wait for the Simpsons to come on at six o'clock. Now <laughs> <laughs> you can YouTube. Six o'clock you know? on a Sunday. That's it. And it was like, ah, we just did it, you know. Or if you were in the waiting room of a doctor's, you just had to sit there and wait. And I, I find it crazy with, with, with um, even with, with my little one. It, if she watches TV, she's like, fast forward that. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. That's a live ad. But um, so <laughs> it, it's interesting, our society. <laughs> You know, but it's seriously. In fairness, she has a good point. <laughs> but no, I know, but it's 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 just the difference, and our patience, right? Oh, it's our gone. patience has dissipated massively. We have no attention span. Um, like the majority of people sit with two or three different types of media in front of us. It's crazy. But my point is, sorry, that we want things, and we want them now, and if we don't get them now. We're disappointed and we're disappointed with ourselves how could i not how could i not master that in like a day a week my whole ethos is give yourself a break okay you're all right here the first week what we do in boot camp is a self-assessment and we just figure out where we're at and you figure out your baseline here's where i am and not only am i going to figure out where i am i'm going to be okay with that because i'm here anyway whether i hate myself for it or any i'm this is where i'm at so i may as well be okay with that and from there, from being like, all oh, right, okay, this is this is where I am. This is my baseline. And we set goals. And some people, even setting goals is difficult for some people. Like I remember me when I was in my dark era, people would ask me, you know, where do you want to be in five years? Jesus, don't know, mate. Don't know where I want to be in five weeks, days, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't even know how or what, what to set a goal. You know, when your head is that much of a scramble. So we'd start off with really, really small things like to-do lists and stuff. Their goals, you know, a shopping list is a goals list. Anything like that. So we're very, um, we very like so we we accept ourselves for where we are. We kind of make a decision on what it is that we'd like, big or small. Um, small is usually better. And then what we do is we instill very small little routines, like the one I was just telling you there. If you can't pour yourself a pint glass of water and wait two minutes and do 10 deep breaths. You don't want to change. And that's okay as well. You know, if you are, if you don't want to do, if you can't commit 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening, you've got to sit back and ask yourself, am I actually happy where I am? Or is this like, is this way that I am a nice um, cocoon for me to not face real life? Do you get me? And there's, there's a lot of that as well. So that that's kind of, Kind of where we go with it. We use food um, as a fuel and we go into how food affects your mood. It's fascinating. Um, and yeah, just, just kind of things like that. Motivation. And the thing is, sorry, motivation is fantastic when you have it. What we need to realize is we don't always have it. Who the hell do you know that is motivated all the time? And if you do, you can't stand them. They're pain in the ass. It's not, <laughs> it's not motivation all the time. It's discipline. It's, 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 it's really that again, Rory, that's ownership. That's getting up in the morning. And when, when you're friends with yourself, you're like, oh, I just need the coffee. But the nice, the, the coach side of you, the mirror says, no, Emma, I know you do, but we've committed to this change. We know it serves us well. This is why we're doing it. Get yourself a glass of water, go out and take a 10 deep breaths and write down what you're happy about. And you go, 
focus off I go I'll have my coffee later you know and do, do you see what I mean that's where I want people to be at not that you're going to be at the gym at five o'clock every morning bollocks no you're not going to be there but you're going to be sound to yourself and you're going to work towards really small little goals to get to where you want to be and you are going to laugh at this so like I've been taking notes there on the back of a little slip right this is a present that I got not too long ago a self-care checklist first thing is checked in with myself I'm grateful for and it even has boxes of marking off like a sticker on the fridge of smiley faces literally of how much water you've had every day and then self goals for tomorrow and you give me ideas of literally going down there I've an iced coffee in the fridge versus that actually having a glass of water wondering why someone that has say dry skin naturally it's 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 amazing how you would just go into the habit have the coffee and all of a sudden you've completely forgotten about the next two hours of the day what I really love about what you're talking about in so many ways is like it's dialing back to what I think we started with in a lot of ways is say the um journey of when we're nearly younger to when we're growing through our lives we obviously go through different stages and this is probably even another point to come to um in the sense that um obviously people go through different adaptation adaptation sorry in stages of their life and that's the one phase I've found myself in currently where I am at 31 that when I keep things simple the process works like as you said like whatever way we need to go on tangents with everything uh, one thing I've been conscious of is not to go into a phrase I loved uh, this week that I came across was a word salad Rory uh, tends to go off and talk rubbish anyway more importantly um how do you find like say dealing with you know say children versus maybe teenagers versus adults like do you see and even the elderly like do you see differences do you see comparisons like how how do you kind of like gauge right is there a different approach for each one or is it similar to maybe one of my previous guests last week who said uh whatever turns up on the day you deal with yeah that that's yeah that 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 kind of has it in a nutshell absolutely what I found actually Rory from coaching people is that everybody kind of has they manifest themselves in different ways but everybody kind of has it's all down to one thing it's just not being very nice to yourself and I I I feel like I keep saying that but it brings it back to what you were saying about simplicity Today's world has been made very complicated for us. Just look at the food industry and the diet industry. You've got like 100 million different diets. Oh, of course, how the hell are we meant to know where to start? And what we need to realize is things, very simple things have been made very complex, unfortunately, so that people can sell us a different angle to the same, a different, you know, angle at a solution. Do do you get me? You know, eat eggs don't eat eggs do this paleo vegan (laughs) (laughs) it's insane like honestly your your own diet choice it has to work for you and i'm not berating any diet or anything like it but i'm just saying anyone who's listening who's feeling completely overwhelmed by you know even self-development has become so complex it's like pair it all back simplify it as regards to like food and stuff it comes from the earth it looks like it just came from the farm. Eat it. If it's in a box, it's probably not food. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's but, a very good way of putting this. Do you know, no, but like real food 
is ingredients. Real food doesn't have ingredients. Do you get me? That's as simple as it is. It does not have to be. And people are like, oh, you don't have to be getting bark from some tree in the Amazon or anything. Just eat carrots and potatoes. It's vegetables, you know, apples and shit. You know what I mean? It's fine. Eat what you like. But sorry, to, to go back to your original question, do I see? Yes, I do see a difference. I think with younger people, especially people in their 20s, I'm, I'm really um, really in awe of that age bracket at the moment. They've really, because I think for them, being aware of your mental health and mindfulness and fitness and everything, they've come into their kind of, they're getting into adulthood in that, with that, and they're very aware of it. And it's fantastic. And I sometimes feel like, I can't help these people, they're better than me. I know. <laughs> but uh, with people say maybe going into their 30s and their 40s and stuff, we're kind of undoing this stuff. Okay. And it's like, as you said, you know, they, they say with, with inner child stuff, there's like an original pain. And it doesn't have to be something huge, but it can be, you know, something really, really big. It can be as much as a, a comment made to you in the schoolyard by a friend that stuck with you and just grew legs. You know, that can be an original pain. And it gave you a shame about, I remember somebody I'd like really, I've really typically Irish white skin. And um, I remember we got these shorts in primary school and my little blue legs like going around, you know, <laughs> One of the girls were like, ah, look at Emma's legs. They're so white. And I got it really, it, 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 it started a, a big um, a hatred for my skin color and a need. And when I was, I saw me as a teenager, it's covered in orange, false tan and everything. But it just shows how something like that can, can, can gather an insecurity, you know. Um, so with people who are a little bit older, it is kind of recognizing and, and doing things like that. But again, I use the same process all the time. You know, talk to yourself, tell yourself you're all right, befriend the mirror. And there's actually um, an exercise I do with my clients, both in my bootcamp and in my 90 day program. And I did my studies with an American college and uh you know, I remember when they were telling me to do this and I was like, ah, here, I have an Irish market. This isn't going to wash well, right? And basically it's to look in the mirror and I challenge to do this and anybody who's listening, it's very, it's very private. It's very powerful. It's to look in the mirror, look yourself square in the eyes and say, I love you, right? Now, I know people are like, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, I'm not going to pressure anybody. I'm not going to make you do it in front of me. I'm not going to whatever. Everybody comes back and says they did it. The more difficult it is for you to do that, the more you need to do that. Imagine not being able to look at yourself in private and say the words I love you and mean them. Now, I know it's very Byron Evil Dinosaur, but I think our cynical Irish culture could do it a little bit of that as much as we slag it off. But it, it's very powerful because we don't. And Irish people especially we have this generational shame, you know, and it, it's just within us. We're self-deprecating and it gives us our, our wit and, and, and our your banter and stuff but it's really really not good for us as a society and um for our self-esteem and our mental health really so give it a go there's a challenge for you yeah and it's actually where there's a mirror i'd say to the back of the camera lens there probably two feet over to the left and i'm kind of like it's one of those things that i'd actually i can see it but i can't see myself and it's like uh, i've tried it before it's funny you're right but at the same time for anyone with anything that comes through these episodes or for anything that comes up, remember, these are suggestions, these are tips, these are recommendations. Um, and always be kind to yourself. If you, for example, as you said, um, uh, uh, try it and say those words and it doesn't fit or it doesn't sit, uh, just remember that it's a new 
challenge. And as you said, if you just try it and you try it again, all of a sudden you'll be absolutely um, blown away by the actual the power of level. It. How much, yeah, the power. Yeah, and I'm actually just trying to think of words for it, yeah. The, the, the thing about it is, and you're right, that was going to be my next point. It is so difficult, and it, especially if you... And especially if you've reached into your 30s, 40s, 50s, even whatever, and you have been doing this 80% negative thoughts, 95% new. This has been going on since you're a teenager, that you've become aware of yourself. You know, did you ever see that, that kind of awkward stage where kids become teens and it's like, ah, oh, Jesus. And they feel like they're, <laughs> feel like they're going around, so it's very Dublin of me. Uh, they're going around, you know, and you're looking at them and they feel like they're the only one in the world who's felt this it's like you're actually going through the most common feeling ever like you know and um yeah they, they, so they have this uh yeah they're so they're hyper aware of themselves but they start they actually start to notice themselves as a person in in society and that they're very they become very self-aware it's then it's, you could probably bring yourself back to that time in your life and the things you used to say to, oh my God, my runners aren't as nice as hers or he's taller than me or she's, she, that looks nicer than her and she's this and, da, 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 da. and that's when it starts. That's when it starts, you know? And so if you have been speaking to yourself like that for 20, 30 years, it's very, very hard, okay, to then suddenly sit in front of the mirror, I love you, hey, we're all thick. It's not, <laughs> it's not that easy. And, and that's the thing, again, back to, in, in, you know, wanting things and wanting them now, it's a process. It can take you months to get to that, honestly. And there are many people, and especially the ones that you don't realize it, they say, I cried, I cried. And you repeat it over and over again until you mean it. But if you can't even get there, and that's okay, stand in front of the mirror, and pick out something you like about yourself. Honestly, because what we usually do is sit there and go, oh my God, the bloody a few pounds here. And we look through the lens of negativity. So what we need to do is look through the lens of positivity. And that starts really small. It could be like, wow, I love how my left nostril looks. It, it can be the smallest of things, your toenail, your shoulder, whatever it is, and build on it every day. Because once you start the habit, and it's a habit of picking out nice things about yourself that will grow because we are all in a habit of being mean to ourselves. 100%. And I think that is so fitting in the sense of uh, trying to bring a more positive spin to close out our time together in the sense of uh, you're actually taking a drink of water and conscious in my own day. And <laughs> I'll be thinking the same way. No, in fairness, I have actually been conscious of my own negative thinking very uh much so in the last few days being aware of myself just doing normal things and you're like trying to catch yourself in the moment i think if you can catch yourself doing that that's half the battle because you can then have a chance to react to it being proactive as you said and like the one thing i think coming into a mild winter so far anyway thank god um is being proactive and i've been fortunate enough this week that i have had my day where i've had the mornings to myself and i've been conscious mm -hmm. that to get outside and like as you said enjoy what you can while it's bright so like yeah. coming into the darker months um what is a typical let's say landing space for your final thoughts for people that may be listening heading into winter well actually i'm a bit of a uh 
I'm a bit strange in that I love the winter, Rory. Okay. I'm one of these people. I really do. I love the dark mornings. I love the dark nights. I think I embrace it completely um, because I'm just such a nature fanatic. And I just, I love, I love, I love to see how the world turns. And, and I do see it as a time of uh, hibernation of a time to, you know, kind of reset um, and to, to, to flip things around. So I would encourage anybody, I know a lot of people do suffer with um, SADS and, and, and the, the darker nights kind of um, do way heavy on them. But, um, you know, if, if you do suffer with that, and it's, it's so common, first of all, once again, I keep saying, give yourself a break. This is, this is something that affects you and recognize it, okay? Um, and then put some things in for yourself. Like, as you said, getting up and just staying disciplined. Go, going to mass is a beautiful experience, whether you're religious or not, it's spiritual, it's connecting, it's community. It, it's just being a part of something. Um, and yeah, really just putting some like routines and things in place for yourself to, to, to stay positive. And again, realize that we're in, in winter time, hibernate, you know, get a good series going. Don't push yourself so hard that the brighter days will come again. We need, you need to see the peaks in order to appreciate, or no, you need to see the valleys in order to appreciate the peaks. There you go. So just go with it during winter. That's what I think. But I'm a winter fan. So what can I say? You're, you're so right. I, I was even saying it last night, like in closing to this, I love embracing like how the colder even essence of a day shifts like during the day it feels nice and mild but during the evening you notice the like subtleties of the changing temperatures mm. and how like, everything becomes nearly I'd say for someone in my own way and I think similar to anyone in this space is when your awareness is heightened like you use it was what, what was the phrase earlier your your mom radar but what was the phrase my mom tenna <laughs> yeah uh, that when, when you're aware or hyper aware, like a lot of people that struggle in say SADS or any of these areas become overthinkers and you're analyzing everything. But I think what can also help, as you said, is literally just noticing the subtleties. Mm -hmm. Looking out the window, you see a robin in the lead up to Christmas or something like that. And just appreciating what it is and like just realizing, oh my God, it's nearly Christmas. Now, again, these can be very difficult times for people in general. Uh, depending on situations and circumstances but in the essence of it like what I really would say from my own side would be one thing I'm trying to say is to myself don't lose trust in myself and just stay present like as much as I can if I can realize that if I can stay in the moment that through the seasonal shifts that's where you start to appreciate all the change uh, look, uh, absolutely. Uh, and to embrace it, everything that comes to us, embrace. And I think now I'm not, I'm really not um, downplaying anybody's experience with, with, with SADS or, or anything like that. But a lot of it can be habit as well. OK, now, not all of it, but a lot can be, oh, no, the winter's coming. Oh, well, you know, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe let's change, change tape a little bit, you know embrace the cold embrace the baldness of the trees you know go out for like re you know reignite that childlike wonder in, in yourself like wow like the, 
the heck the leaves fall off the trees and, and how has this happened and look at the moon oh my god I can see the stars so much go out for a walk in the elements like that is one of my favorite things to do but I'm like a nature lover go out and actually go for a walk on a run and instead of go oh Jesus it's lashing be like oh this cleansing beautiful rain from the sky like it's amazing or go out and let the wind blow in your face the freezing cold wind let it blow in your face and envision it knocking any of the negativity out of you like literally giving you a smack of it how lucky we are that we have that we live in an environment that has so much change like we're not in the Sahara we get to see all the seasons it's absolutely beautiful and there's so many people who would give an arm and a leg to have a winter to embrace this kind of thing and they don't and it's just reminding ourselves of what we, what we have and how we can make use of it because the winter's coming anyway it's here like we're in Ireland you know it's here it's dark it's cold it's wet you may as well embrace it try and find something positive about it even if it is hibernating at five o'clock every evening sure look <laughs> yeah but I think the essence of hope comes with candles and like even to go back to the spiritual thing i was even talking to a friend of mine last week who was saying like if you put something together like and this is probably a really nice way to finish it with like today our uh, conversation is the intention of helping say spread whatever we can in any shape or form in the essence of my battery warning even coming in before we lose the recording it's like if you can go to something with an intention so say for example it might be a bigger or, you know more broader scope for your day but if you can do something as you said rather than just going about the habit for mm-hmm. example going for the run or whatever it is set an intention and just say right this is now a time that I'm going to get rid of all the weight as you said and it could be absolutely miserable out there but when you do that with that intention you're given space to your mind to actually realize this is a time to actually download offload you come back you have a nice warm shower you have a hot, hot cup of something you feel like you can sit down to watch something or whatever it might be but like 50 times better yeah yeah and, I, and you I, know what? I, I love that wintery vibe of just that essence of as you said you can embrace it and you can even make the smaller things feel a lot better you don't feel guilty for it yeah and look come on did anybody ever ever turn around and say god I wish I didn't go for that run I wish I didn't go to the gym <laughs> it doesn't happen you know you, you don't want to go but you get over and again it's another conversation your critter brain that's that part of your brain that is designed to make you hesitate and to say no it's warm here what are you doing not a hope you need to overcome that and say ah look mate we're going in we're not gonna what is a 40 minute session 40 minute run that's it and the, the feelings you get afterwards and again embracing the cold so yeah just go for it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that is an amazing way to finish before either my battery dies, your daughter um, <laughs> loses her will, or uh, naturally, I know you have a day to look after yourself as well with your clients that are coming up this afternoon. But all I want to say is, I'm thank you. So, sorry, all I want to say, Emma, thank you so much for joining us as the clock strikes noon. Uh, it's been a fantastic start to uh, my Thursday, and uh, I'm so grateful for everything that you did for us today. Love. Thanks, Emil, uh, for having me, Rory. And just if anybody wants to check me out, I'm at habit underscore change underscore coaching or habitchangecoaching.ie or no, habitchange.ie. Oh my God, don't even know my own website address. Sorry, uh, in that <laughs> sense, I forgot to even mention if you wanted to put in a plug, okay. but we will link those handles for anyone that is listening that wants to touch base with anything Emma said or directly reach out to her. 
uh, in any of the content that will follow uh, in relation to the episode launch. Brilliant. Thanks, Emil. No problem. All good. You done? Yay. Right, that was yeah, good, yeah. wasn't it? That was good, yeah. In fairness, you did well to handle that now with um, what you call it. <laughs> did you hear her singing and stuff out there? Top of her lungs. Could you hear her? No, no, no. Why? Is it, it, say with the, oh, hence the headphones. Yeah, I put these on. She was standing at the door, knocking on the door and singing at the top of her lungs. So that's something that's really not well. <laughs> What was she, out of curiosity? What, what was she singing? <laughs> God knows. Who knows? I have these on, but I could just hear a little letters door. I was like, I'm going to kill. Oh, that that's she was sliding those little snippets on the <laughs> <laughs> She is an angel. Oh my god. God love it. Mm, she's a dick. Well, they they I, I say hate, I hate that way, uh, I hate the way we'll always take the side of the, you know guilty you know um victim in that sense but uh i'm sure your mom was only on the phone a while ago with the same thing sure look that's what it was like for you back in the day oh she wasn't my mom was like that's enough send her over to me and i was like no <laughs> my mom is my original pain I don't <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah now i've better i've a better momming to do but that was great rory thanks i really enjoyed that you're very welcome i love your phrase what's called the mom, mom the mom there is it no tenna Montana, that's good. That 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 one. Not that I have any relevant areas to even. <laughs> that just came that. to me. I was like, no, I lose her out. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's me. But look, thanks, Emil. Um, yeah, let me know I'll, when when I'll you have it. Back. Uh, it's funny because all these now I have four episodes. Another one tonight. Another one in the morning. Another one Friday night. Uh, I'm working from now, say, to half till to nine. I have another episode later on tonight. Uh, a guy over in the States and I have another guy in the UK in the morning and then I have a guy in New Zealand tomorrow night. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's up to, what, about six or seven episodes. I'm actually flying through it. I didn't expect it all to come as quick. Uh, as in, say, in the second series, like there's 12 hours already. Uh, so my hope is to uh, just focus on what would have gone out already with a Christmas special in London the first weekend of December. Very good. Uh, so kind of like give them their showcase and then allow me breathing space. Actually, all going well, actually, a very relevant story for you. Um, because uh, if I can roll all these episodes then over into, well, if it comes out sooner, well, my plan is kind of like around Christmas, we'll say or whatever. Um, that kind of break when everyone's sitting around at home would be ideal to get all this out. Um, and uh, say... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, please God, all going well in the middle with all that space in between. Like, say that job last night. Yeah. Uh, one, of my, one of my mates is after getting an apartment. He's after buying a place not too far from you, actually, in Clan Griffin. Is that right? No way. Yeah, that's literally like five minutes up the road. My mate, well, she used to live there. She lives in Clare Hall now. Yeah, that's five minutes up the road. Great spot for getting in and out of Dublin City. Uh, I was just going to say, there's a new dart station, I think, if I'm right in thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so his apartment is literally 100 yards from the dart station or whatever it is in a new girl's uh, complex so did he buy it he, or is he renting it yeah he's just after getting well all going well he's one more box to take this week but he's getting the keys on Friday um, so uh, all going well by the time we have that furnished note but I say that we when he has that <laughs> when right. he has it 
but like you know in general all going well it's a two bed please god uh, that i would move in with hey. the aim i think he's, he's, he's talking about december but i'd say re- realistically at this stage we're probably talking the new year by the time we're up there properly just that this time of year where is a blink of an eye you know you blink oh yeah but like september and then it's february and you're like what you know yeah oh, i don't know 100 i remember i did a move before even in dublin just after christmas and i think even in the build-up to christmas when you move just after christmas like there's so much going on even between now and christmas anyway that it's nice just to have something like, like oh yes yeah, so or something brand new next year so yeah. please god now my next chapter is the job that i'm doing just here now um if I can swing that onto a corporate sales role or a sales Daddy. world, that brings me back up. So Savage. that secures me back to the big world. Good on you. Um, so you'll be neighbours, pop up and say hi. Talk. Yeah, well, literally, hello. And I think a lot of the essence of even the thing, because I'd say where I was before between Ranala, Racker and Brat Mines in the triangle, if you will, I think it's a completely different challenge in such a different direction. Which probably yeah, offers see, I'm a north so sider. You know, you know the you know the Dublin North Side, South. Yeah, yeah, I would have been I would have been very say south in my head initially, but I'm very wait, open. Do you like, know what wait. it is? Do you know what it is? North siders don't give a shit. We actually couldn't give a fuck. It's we don't we don't say anything about it. It's the south siders, and you like meet one and they're like, oh god, over the north side. And we're like, it's the other side of the Liffey, mate. Like it's it's not the moon do you know what i mean calm yeah, down yeah, they yeah. It, it's them they're uppity they're snobbish they have this oh yeah yeah it's they a, have it, this it, view of the north side of dublin it's your city pal you know and we're just yeah. really laid back anyone will tell you the north side is sounder we're much we're just like whatever now and the reason like the south side has way worse spots it's just the south side's huge and the north side's tiny so you know it looks like oh no like what the south side know. base themselves off is the nucleus around balls bridge and it's all like that and then yeah. like no i think it's funny because my friend that i'm living with he's always lived in the north like between like anywhere in around inner north dublin or beyond it this will be the furthest either of us have lived out of the city yeah, in general you're, you're 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 heading into the north county there that that's but yeah no, i think i think i think in a nicer chapter like in the sense of for example uh what would we be say 31 coming into it and i'm conscious of your own time actually sorry as well but um, friends, friends. uh that say like having parked uh what you call it booze and nearly just coming up on six months sober it's kind of like with that it's like opening a space of like if you're talking about nature walks now naturally i've lost my license as well which is not a rory situation but anyway uh it's all a process mate it's all yeah, a process. yeah 100 but like it's all part of the sense that it feels right it's weird like in the sense like obviously i'm so lucky my god that he has a place not alone that i don't have to look for somewhere but b it's somewhere that you're moving in with someone that you know all those things again there's so many and the, the lovely thing about um about the north side of dublin it is so small and uh i'm from malahide which they say was plucked from the south side and put on to the north side it's a you know you're familiar it's a nice place when people used to be saying to me about north, it, I, was, I, was only, I was only talking to someone about it the other day actually one of the girls actually that i'd say probably doesn't live too far from you uh in the general vicinity between swords and scary somewhere and I was oh, just God, talking yeah. to her. She, she, she was on the piss somewhere recently. She was talking to me about uh, somewhere up the mountains near, oh God, I can't remember any of the name of the place she was on about. But, uh, Johnny Foxes. You know, uh, uh, how which? Johnny Foxes. No, no, no. It was a Northside like, oh. version of Johnny Foxes. 
we don't have mountains. We're pretty, we're pretty flat here. But uh, the good thing is, it's it's so small that like you could. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the point, the point was, she, I, I was, she was just talking about Malahide, and I was just like, oh goodness. And I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's where I'm from. But I would go. I'm in Swords now, and uh, I would. But I sea swim. Like I get into the sea again. I. Yeah, where, where, which beach? You go to the beach. So which, which beach do you use? Velvet Strand, Port Marnock. It's beautiful. Honestly, it's such. It's so good. And the amount of sea swimmers. I've been doing it for a while, even before it became popular. And I haven't done it in a, in a couple of weeks. But um, it's. Uh, anyone I know, even from the south side, who come over, they've got really rocky kind of beaches, and they're not really like mm. obviously. Uh, what is it? Oh no, I know what you mean. Yeah. You can't even. What? That's the one, the one. The one stickler about back in the south side, you can't even swim in Sandy Mount or any like thing no, like that. You know, there's Port Marnock Beach. Any of my friends who've come out from the south side are like, "Holy shit, this beach is amazing!" It's it's called Velvet Strand because it's all velvet, and you can walk in, you can jump in. So I would challenge you whilst you're out this direction. Um, to to do that, it's a really a uh, grounding experience. I oh think. my god! Yeah, I've, I've, done now, I've, done down, I've done it down this side of say the country. We'll say up that direction with the two boys down in Greystones in November at one stage, and my legs nearly had to be decapitated. It's honestly, it, it it's mind over matter. I have. A oh little... yeah, no, it's it's like it's about it's about doing it, but by God, you need to be uh, ready for it in the sense of just yeah. prepared. I I've, I have a little ritual. It's my grounding experience, you know. Um, you should watch. There's a movie you should watch. Actually, it's called uh, the Grounding or the Earthing movie. I'm gonna send you a link. It's on YouTube. It's fascinating, right? And I I don't know if you've watched Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Oh no, was it was it you that sent me the movie ages ago that I watched? Around? I did. I would have the yeah. Earthing movie, and then there's another one, Fantastic Fungi, and it just kind of shows you what is going on, the pulse of our planet underneath our feet, and the power of it. So to connect to nature is to connect to source, as far as I'm concerned. That that's like a godlike connection. To oh, me. I love that when you were talking about that because I did even the salt, one of those uh, what do you call those salt uh, things for your uh, feet there yesterday. Um, salt. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's, it's brilliant but honestly like it's connecting to source like that that's you know my religion is nature now you know and i'm just like wow it's so insane but to get into the sea in the freezing cold and just and i i keep saying thank you I, i'm like thank you you know for the shock thank you for the yeah. this whatever and i get in neck deep and i'm like i am knee like i'm neck deep in like i know it sounds like god you know what i mean like that's mm -hmm. I, i'm i'm here i'm i'm enveloped in it and like my my body and it's just it, it you can make it a really spiritual experience or you can get and go oh bollocks ah, da, da. or you can be like no here i am and and everyone else just be you're nuts i walk in whereas other people jump in no i walk in and i climatize the whole way up because it's a, just an experience for me so you'll be like a stone throw up and put marnic beach you should do shit like that yeah 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 and it's like anything every bike you cycle over no problem it's like uh yeah i love the way when you're talking about that creating a say that it's spiritual in the essence of even going to masses at the moment it's like anything, if you have a routine or habit that you create by yourself, everything, if you can nearly put the essence of like leaving it on this note, uh, that uh, if you're lighting that candle and you're just giving yourself that hope in general. Oh. You can find Emma at habitchange.ie or Emma at habitchange.ie. Welcome to my world. Riff Raff and Rory podcasts. Episodes will be available every Monday and you can listen to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms.
follow me on Insta, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. All of my handles are in the show notes. Thanks very much. Tune in next week. Thank you.